This episode was recorded before we realised we had ADHD. We've left our old episodes up as we now recognise our struggles and helpful tips were all ADHD related and we hope that they can help you too. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Just please be aware we won't specifically mention ADHD. Welcome to A Dopamine Kit, your weekly dose of positivity. We're your hosts, Sparky and Shell. Join us each week as we help change your habits, tackle fears and challenge your mindset. Let's get to it! Hello everyone and welcome to episode 27 of A Dopamine Kick. Today we're going to be talking about daytime habits and how you may not be realising that you're ruining your sleep at night. If you haven't already, please consider following the podcast. You can do that by clicking on the follow button on whatever platform you are listening to us on. We release episodes every single Sunday and don't forget to stick around until the end for this week's Little Kicker. And talking about Little Kickers, uh, last week we gave you two books as our Little Kicker. Um, so they were uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear and Your Best Year Ever by Michael Hyatt. So we'd really like to know, what did you think of them? Have you read either of them? Um, have they changed things for you? What lessons did you take away? Um, message us. Our handle is at a dopamine kick. We're on all of the major social platforms. Um, we'd really just like to hear from you and get some feedback as to what you what you think of them. So let's talk about our 100 day challenge. Shall I need to know how's it going with you? Are you still drinking more water? Have you been able to keep up with it every single day? Or have you gone back to your old habits? So I have I have been doing it, but I have started to find it more difficult with like social engagements. So it's really hard to drink loads of water when you're out and about because you need to wee all the time and there isn't always the opportunity to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been a couple of times when I've been like quite busy, like rushing from one place to the next. Um or if I've got like a long drive or something that I've had to like squash all my water drinking into certain times of the day that I knew that I could like we afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now you're just coming up with excuses, aren't you? I've still Come done on. it. I'm just finding it oh, more you've difficult. you've done it. I thought you yeah, said I've you... Yeah, I've still done I, it. Yeah. I, I was about to go a bit stern on you then and, and say to you like, what, what's going on? Like, I've still done it, but I'm not going to lie. There's been days where I've like got home at five o'clock and had to like neck two litres of water <laughs> but I have done it that's the main thing <laughs> okay okay I'll let you off on that one then so today's topic how about you is gonna... how, how's yours going are you still getting out and about uh, um, yeah I am <laughs> oh oh hang on weren't you just telling me that you were going to be a bit stern with me I love how you tried to sidestep that as well. You were all like, right, next topic, next topic. <laughs> can I, I just you got can, away with that one. Can I just say one thing? Okay. It's been really difficult to do walking every single day because I've got a puppy now. And obviously he hasn't been vaccinated. So, so I can't just leave the house for long periods of time at the moment because obviously I can't leave him on his own. Take him with you. He just can't go on the floor. That's all. Hold I'm, him. I'm not going to hold a dachshund in my arms around the streets. Do you know what I've got? <laughs> I've got something you can borrow. What? I've got a papoose. What's a papoose? Oh no! It's like let me Google have, this. Have you seen those? Have you seen those slings for babies? Yeah, like a baby sling. It's, it's one of those for dogs. No, just, just, just. Yeah, it's got little holes. No. Got little holes for the legs and everything, so you can just take him out in your little papoose. Oh come on! I can't. I can't be seen walking the streets <laughs> with that. 
Hey, you were the one that got a tiny little puppy. Okay. My point is that I've still done it. I've ju- it's just been a lot more difficult. I've got him a little backpack, so he's gone okay. in that. And went, we went to the garden centre the other day and he was in the backpack. But yeah, it's it's been a bit more difficult and it's, and it's also weather dependent as well. And obviously a little puppy. But I do want to finish the 100-day challenge. So I haven't actually failed at it. I've still done it. But it does mean that there has been times where I haven't been able to keep up with the amount of steps that I actually wanted to do. That's fine, you know. Like I said, we don't all have to be perfect. And that's just uh, what I was trying to get, what I was trying to say. I was just saying um, that we don't have to be perfect. And also I was just trying to trying to stop the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, like I was saying, let's get back to our topic. Right. Which is talking about how good sleep is essential for our productivity, uh, for managing our emotions and our mental health. And we all know how we feel after a bad night's sleep. You feel irritable. You don't feel great. You feel uh, cranky. You can easily fly into a temper and a rage. Did you know as well that long-term effects of sleep deprivation um, include things like risk of heart disease and diabetes? So it's pretty serious stuff. I actually didn't know that, I have to say. I mean, obviously, I know sleep has got a lot to do with your health overall, but I didn't know that sleep could cause a risk of diabetes. That's actually quite scary. So it makes uh, these topics so much more important to talk about. So I thought it'd be really good to kick things off with the discussion about our sleep habits and uh, whether we think they are good or bad. So Sparky, I'm going to put you on the spot. Tell me about your sleep habits do you well I've always had a really awful sleeping pattern anyway and I think that's to do with with bad habits Uh, not so much now but previously I would stay awake all night maybe I kind of struggled with a bit of insomnia really but I always said to myself I'm I'm a night owl I'm a night owl Uh, I like to be awake at night again telling myself something that I'm not so I would stay awake till all hours that God sends and I would be watching things on TV doing various things and it's it's almost as if I came alive at night, like a, like a little bit of a of a vampire. <laughs> and people used to say to me, you know, you, you're like a vampire. You are. You stay awake all night, and then when the sun comes up, you're like, ah, I need sleep. So. I've always struggled with poor sleeping habits. So when we talk about sleep, I know how important uh, sleep hygiene is. But I've always kind of said to myself, ah, you know what? Sleep isn't that important. Who needs sleep anyway? (laughs) And I'm always thinking like, oh, I've got so much to do. I want to be awake. But I think that's down to the fact that when it comes to the nighttime, it's just so quiet. There's no hustle and bustle of the busy day. There's no interruptions. It's calm. And you feel like you can get stuff done. You feel like you're not rushed. And there's no one calling you or texting you because because no one's awake. And, and even on social media at that time, there's nothing going on. So it's just kind of easier just to continue with what you're doing. And uh, yeah, so I know I have poor sleeping habits and I know how to manage it a little bit more now. Uh, what about you, uh, Shell? Do you suffer with any sort sort of poor sleeping habits or or are you completely fine actually i know what you're gonna say you're gonna say no no i'm in bed at nine o'clock every single night <laughs> just imagine it now <laughs> No, I mean, I'm going to be the one that's always got the problems. (laughs) Sleep is definitely something that my body has always prioritized. So I've been very lucky to never 
um, really have any issue with insomnia. When I was pregnant, I did have a touch of pregnancy insomnia and it was vile. Um, so I, I really feel your pain. It was uh, deeply, deeply unpleasant. But no, it's not something I normally like. Normally I'm a sort of, my head touches a pillow, any pillow, and I'm gone. Um, but I find it really interesting what you were saying about how you like to, like in the middle of the night, how it's quiet and he, you like to work. And I find that, but really early in the morning. So I struggle to stay up too late because I'm just so tired. I can't concentrate. My, my mind goes fuzzy. <laughs> but if I've had a good night's sleep, then I can get up really early. So I went yeah. through a, a phase of getting up at 5am. I went on one of those, you know, those crazes where you have to be up at 5am to be successful. I did that <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. And actually, I really enjoyed it for that reason. When you get up at five, everything's quiet, everything's still. It's hard to be distracted yeah. by social media because no one else is on it. Um, so I did find that really good. But unfortunately, um, I found that with a, a two-year-old, I just wasn't getting the, the, the early bedtime or the quality sleep at night to um, <laughs> support a 5am waking yeah. habit. <laughs> I always found, I don't know if this is just me, so I know I'm going to go a little bit off topic here. But talking about this, I always found there's uh, loads of people that say stuff like, uh, it's good to wake up early, you know, there's a book about joining the 5am club and how you can be more successful getting up early. But again, I think that's down to uh, what we were just saying about how you liked, um, how we like that time because it's quiet. And for me, the thing is, I'm not a morning person. So when I get up in the morning, if I'm to sit down and do work straight away at that time, I'd just be thinking oh, I'm just not awake, what am I doing? Why am I forcing myself to be up at this time in the morning? Well, you we said before, haven't we, in a previous episode that some people think that they're morning people and some people think that they're night people, but actually the studies have shown that everybody, regardless, or, well, everybody sampled, um, regardless of whether they thought they were a morning or a night person, made better decisions first thing in the morning. Yeah, that's that's so true. Like, I tell myself that I like the nightfall, but I think that's just me liking the quietness at night rather than, you know, the early morning bird song. Uh, because I always associate that with with, with having, <laughs> having a really bad hangover. <laughs> <laughs> So we've discussed different ways that lack of sleep can cause or lead to poor choices. Like me, you're more likely to make bad decisions, so you'll use quick fixes. You're more likely to consume lots of junk food. If you're tired, you'll sit in front of the TV and not do much because you're exhausted. There are so many different things and so many different ways that we can do on a daily basis that affect us because of the lack of sleep. So let's get into the science section about this because I know that Shell has got a really great study for you this week so let's hear it so i've got a really great study for you this week it's to do with uh, sleep difficulties and mental health problems so it's widely thought that sleep difficulties are a contributing factor in the occurrence of mental health problems um, and so the scientists in this one thought if that's true then improving sleep should benefit your psychological health um, so they looked at treating insomnia um, to see whether or not it did lead to uh, a reduction in um, clinical signs and it, it had a really positive uh, result they said that the the results of their study provide strong evidence um, that insomnia is a causal factor and that the treatment of disrupted sleep might require a higher priority in mental health provision so i just thought that was really interesting um, we've already talked about how poor sleep can affect your physical health 
Um, but it's interesting to see that it can have such profound effects on your mental health as well. It's not just about putting you in a, a grumpy mood. Um, it can actually cause serious, serious problems. So with that in mind, uh, we thought we'd discuss sleep hygiene and how it can affect you. So sleep hygiene is all about controlling your routines and environment to set yourself up for a quality night's sleep. It's got a fancy name, but it's basically just looking at your sleep habits. And what we are going to do for today's episode is go through your 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 sleep hygiene in the day because there may be things that you're doing in your day that you don't realize are actually negatively impacting the quality of your sleep at night so the first one that we're going to talk about is naps now we all love a nap um i know i love a nap but i love a nap literally naps are so good aren't they but sometimes i live for naps (laughs) do you how many naps a day do you have normally i i only have one but like it makes such a difference to my day any day that has had a nap is just generally a better day (laughs) (laughs) well the goal here is to keep naps as short as possible and not try to nap later in the afternoon because what happens is if you start to nap too late towards your bedtime you know whatever time you go to sleep on the evening then you're going to start to struggle with getting to sleep at night a lot more i found that if you're having a daytime nap the best time for me is like around lunchtime or just after lunchtime just have a quick short nap no later really than an hour that i would say i don't know if you recommend a different time shell but i would say try to keep it very short um and don't go overboard we've got to put a limit on ourselves so we do get a high quality night's sleep as well so the second thing we've got is to get daylight exposure so exposure to natural sunlight is so important it's a key factor in maintaining your circadian rhythms this is really difficult for people like me who work indoors all day Um, you don't get any natural sunlight i mean in the winter you know, I arrive at work when it's dark and I leave when it's dark. So, you know, if I don't physically go outside, um, I won't have seen sunlight all day. Um, and that can make sleeping at night a real challenge. So even if it's just a quick walk on your lunch break, try and get outside as much as you can. Um, and it will help you sleep better at night. Oh, I've just realised something. I've just had an epiphany. What? So I sleep so much better in spring and summer than I do in autumn and winter. Do you think that's because of the light? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I tend not to go out a lot in winter. I mean, I do go out. I mean, I yeah, do. you know I mean, I don't don't spend as much time outdoors, do you? Like in the spring and summer, you'll sit outdoors, but you don't tend to do that in the winter. Exactly. And now I'm finding that nowadays... I'm just hitting the pillow and I'm actually going to sleep quite quickly. So I don't struggle with insomnia anymore. Well, I mean, I don't have insomnia anymore. I used to. Uh, I don't have that anymore. But there's definitely something in getting more daylight exposure. And I just I just wanted to jump in there with that epiphany. That's really (laughs) cool. And, And also you've been trying to get outside more, haven't you, with your daily walks? Yeah. So the next one that we've got for you is no smoking. So nicotine is associated with lots of sleep issues. And obviously, it's also a bad habit as well and I'm not judging anybody for smoking I do or used to smoke too but it's associated with lots of sleep issues so if you are smoking maybe it's time to think about how you're going to give up Uh, so use this as your wake-up call to to uh quit (laughs) (laughs) short and sweet short and sweet sorry like that just (laughs) quit 
So on the topic of stimulants, our next point is to be aware of your caffeine use. So I'm not going to go as far as to say cut out caffeine. I know that will go down very, very badly. (laughs) But it is a stimulant. So you need to try and avoid taking it in the afternoon or evening so it doesn't disrupt your sleep. So get yourself a cutoff point. For me, usually I would say it's about three o'clock. I don't tend to, to... have anything with caffeine in it past about three o'clock um, because I know if I do it could have repercussions for my evening and, and getting to sleep that night. So you see a lot of these points require you to be a little bit more self-aware as well. I mean I used to drink coffee late at night and I mean as I'm talking on this podcast um, I've just had a coffee. Uh, we are recording a later one than we usually do <laughs> so I know I've done it again but what I mean is I used to say to myself Oh, I can drink coffee at any time. It doesn't affect my quality of sleep. But it did because there I am with insomnia. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just saying that sometimes you need to look at this with a little bit more self-awareness. Like you just said there, Shell, you have a cutoff point at three o'clock. I could never imagine back then doing anything like that, thinking that this would be affecting my quality of sleep. But it does. All of these things do have such a negative impact on your sleeping pattern, uh, which is why we're telling you them. So just be a little bit aware of that. So the next one is to be more physically active because being more physically active tires out your body and that just makes sleep a whole lot easier. So like I said, I've been doing these daily walks and that's helping me go to sleep a lot more easily at night. If you're more active during the day, you're exhausting your body. It's it's essentially helping your mind and your body uh, because it's busy doing things and you're not just sitting around all day. Uh, You're busy, you're tiring yourself out and you're more likely to actually want to go to sleep at night and the final point that we've got for you is around dinner and dining late so if you're having a big heavy or a spicy meal late at night it's going to mean that your body is still digesting when it's time to sleep so generally the last few hours before you go to bed any food that you eat should be light snacks only Um, this is something that I really struggle with because you know I don't get home from work till about eight o'clock at night um so it's quite hard for me to to stick to that, um, especially as I, I don't have the sort of job where I can reliably have a, a big meal at lunchtime. I'm often just grabbing a snack on the go. Um, so, yeah, this is one I definitely, definitely struggle with. All of these points are there to help you make informed decisions about how to get better sleep hygiene so that you can get a better quality night's sleep. Now, there's there's going to be things on here that you're not going to be able to do. Uh, sometimes things get in the way, like Shell just said. So if there's things on this list that you can't do or it's going to be a bit of a struggle for you to do, just start by doing them one at a time. So our little kicker for you this week is to set you a mini challenge, isn't it, Shell? Yeah. And the challenge is just to implement one of these points where you can every single day. So we're not asking you to do loads. We're not asking you to do the entire list in one go. But if you could just do one of these things on a daily basis, we really feel that it would help improve your sleep quality. And that would just be absolutely amazing because we do really think that they would help you. Great. That's all we've got time for today. So next week, we've got a whole episode dedicated to nighttime routines and how to get that perfect night's sleep. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. 
All right, that's everything this week, guys. But if you want to carry on with the conversation, join us over on our social media platforms. We're on all the major channels and our handle is at a dopamine kick. We'd also be super grateful if you could leave us a review on the podcast, wherever you're listening, as it helps us to grow our audience and help more people. Okay, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.